So this is module three, lesson five, regulation law. It's just a quick one. Um, I'll talk to you about regulation, I'll talk to you about law. We've covered some of the sort of business laws that you need to be aware of on HMRC, um, but you do need to know a little bit more about regulation. So we'll start with IFPA, the background of the International Profession Federation of Professional Aromatherapists even. Um, in 2002, 1st of April, it was the merger of the International Federation of Aromatherapists, the International Society of Professional Aromatherapists and the Register of Qualified Aromatherapists. Now the idea was that all three merged together to make one big body, which it, at the time it was thought that if we had one big body of aromatherapists we had a much larger voice than three separate associations. So it had been talked about for many years and it's sort of there was a steering committee made up of vice chairs and chairs of each association and some of the members and it all went very carefully towards this date of 1st of April 2002 where we would all merge together and we would work together and we would lay foundations um, to become the biggest professional body of aromatherapy in the UK. Now a little bit along the way the IFA decided they didn't want to go uh, but some of their members did come across so we still have got the IFA um, which still exists today so we didn't quite make the one big body but we made quite a large one with the the IFPA so the IFPA is quite a big key player in promoting the unification of aromatherapy it was at that time you know it was when early on in my aromatherapy career we were looking at being regulated whether we would be compulsory regulated or whether we would be self-regulated the majority of people that I spoke to at the time preferred compulsory regulation because it gave us a title it gave us very much you know that we would be a body that were compulsory regulated it gave us a voice it gave us a belonging in complementary medicine and you know along this sort of line you know there was the the house of lords report which decided that um the only ones that needed compulsory regulation were things like herbal medicine the acupuncture and the osteopaths we were deemed as not being dangerous enough to uh, need compulsory regulation so we went for voluntary regulation which is where we sort of sit around now you know the IFPA is a professional body which sort of regulates us along with the complementary and natural natural health care council which was all sort of government regulated and it sits you know to to form a regulatory body there's much debate now you know and if you're an IFPA member, you can go back into the old journals because the back journals are slowly being loaded onto the uh, website. So you can see along the path of regulation. And, you know, there was a lot and during the 80s and 90s. There was this great interest in complementary therapy and it was supported by the Prince of Wales. So, you know, he created the Prince's Foundation for Integrated Health and he helped sort of steer this and promoted the use of alternative medicine which perhaps wasn't the uh, title we wanted, it perhaps complimentary would have been better. But he tried to steer us towards, you know, it being accepted into the National Health Service. But unfortunately, the, the Prince's Foundation got sort of mixed up with a lot of controversy. 
and in 2010 it was closed with allegations of fraud and money laundering so you know and that was at the point where the CNHC was taking over anyway so you know it, it did a lot of good along the way but it ended under a bit of a cloud so you know the House of Lords report is the one thing that you do need to know there is a link to it it is quite a lengthy document and I don't expect you to read it just be aware of it you know and it looked at complementary and alternative medicine in the UK and what happened by the increased interest and what provision there was for regulation training research and things within the NHS so you know it was a, a sort of a benchmark where we started from on the sort of regulatory route there are lots and lots of regulatory bodies um, ones that you need to be aware of are the UK Medicine and Health Regulation Authority the MHRA now these are responsible for ensuring that medicines and medical devices work and are acceptably safe so and these are the ones that uh, we work under the sort of, um, clause 12 with for giving out um, treatments to use at home there's the complementary and natural healthcare council or the cnhc which is um provides public accountability for complementary therapists and it's got a register of complementary therapists now it's up to you if you register or not with those um it has its benefits it has its downsides you know so it's up to you to make your decision whether you want to be uh, registered with them or not there's the General Council of Massage Therapists, which is the forum for professional aromatherapy, professional associations even, who represent massage um, and support the massage therapists. The Aromatherapy Trade Council is the other one uh, that you need to be aware of. This was started in 1993 following a conference on essential laws and public safety and by the then Aromatherapy Organisations Council. And from this... Um, conference came the Aromatherapy Trade Council it regulates the um, supply of essential trade and manufacturers of aromatherapy products so you know it's one to look for when you buy an essential oil see if they're ATC registered because that gives you a sort of good note that they are reputable suppliers that fit with all the regulation and the criteria required to sell um, good quality essential oils Aromatherapy Council is still around. Um, it came from the Aromatherapy Organisations Council and then became the Aromatherapy Council. Now this was set this changed in name in 2006 and it was the voluntary self-regulatory body uh, for the aromatherapy profession. Again, you could register with it. And in 2007, you know, it um, the government wide paper um, it changed and it started to move towards the CNHC. So the Aromatherapy Council is still responsible for regulating and setting the standards of aromatherapy education offered on the, under the CNHC. So it, you need to be aware of it and need to be aware of the history of it. Again, if you look in the back copies of the In Essence Journal, you will get lots of ATC, they usually write a piece, and the Aromatherapy Council, Aromatherapy Organisations Council, they used to write articles in the IFA magazine and sort of give you regulation updates and things like that so it's worth tracking back and just having a look at the sort of history of where you've come from um, Medicines Act we've talked about and Cosmetic Regulations Act we have sort of talked about 
as I've said, the Cosmetic Regulations Act has just changed. So, you know, be aware of it. It may be something that you don't really need to know an awful lot about, but just be aware it is there and you do have to operate under it if you're selling product that is not sold by face-to-face -face consultation. So, hope I've not baffled you too much, but that is the regulation and the law. So, I'll see you soon.